Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. Hey, this is Scott from East Regiment Beer Company. You're listening to an episode of Brew Roots. What up, everybody? What up, what up? We are here for episode two of our Erica and Ryan go on vacation and Matt stays at home adventure. Hell yeah. I mean, mine's not really a vacation. <laughs> Brought to you by our friend Shirts on Tab and Beer and Wine Hobby, which we'll talk to you a little bit later about. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been um, approximately 10 minutes since we saw you guys last. I yeah. know. And, Longest uh, 10 minutes of my life. Yeah. For you, for, for you guys who are listening for the first time, we had to record these episodes in back to back, back, to back because Ryan and Erica are going Peace to out, be... You. Ryan's going to be in West Virginia, and Erica is going to be in New Orleans. New Orleans. And this week's episode actually has a little bit of New Orleans flair. Just a little bit, but that's another story. That is, but Erica, all I have to say is look for Zap Chips. Yeah, no, seriously. Zap Chips while you're down in New Orleans because... They've changed Ryan and I's lives. I've had them prior wow. to this. I had not until I went to our guest for this episode, uh, East Regiment Brewery, mm. and they have them. And they're like the only people, like not New Orleans, who have them. And they can't talk about how they got them. It's hush hush. It's a really hush hush. We 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 promised. We promised. Wow. Yeah. But can't wait. Like Ryan said, our guest this week's East Regiment, Salem's newest brewery. Welcome, welcome to the area. And let me just tell you, I mean, that was probably one of the coolest interviews we've was done. It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't more. like the interview itself. It was just everything uh, before and after along with the interview that just made it very inviting. You know, we uh, we got to the door and we walked in and it just felt like we we're at home. It felt right. Aww. It felt right. And um, like they have the sickest logo. Oh, I love their logo. Um, let me just say that. A lot of people do get that logo confused with something else, but yeah. we will uh, not talk about that right now. No, no, I think we you can. Want, you want to? Yeah. All right. So, so people get that, their logo confused with the Confederate flag. It yeah. does not. It is not the Confederate what? flag. Really? No, not even close. No. I didn't even think about that it when is, I saw it. It's the Mass yeah. Bay flag, Mass right? Bay flag. Yeah. yeah. So there's a Mass Bay. There's a guy with a really big bushy beard like with a, pil- a, pu- a puritan a puritan because he has yeah. the yeah. pilgrim hat right. yep. and then there is a gun that was well before the civil war yeah and then a broomstick which is Salem. witches kids yeah so Come it's, on, it's just really funny when you have people complain about that type of stuff um because don't they be always, like that yeah just don't be like don't that be haters. Yeah. you know um but I had a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Uh, this is veteran owned, which is I think we see a huge. Oh, I'm not sure I knew that. That's cool. Yeah, oh, we yeah. see a yep. huge nice. um, resurgence. I think um, we talked about this in the episode, but we've seen a lot of resurgence of veteran owned breweries, and it's really awesome. So if you are out there and you own a veteran owned brewery, please hit us up. Send Support us a the vets, you. send us a message because we want to hear your story because um, oftentimes I think we hear a lot of I was in the sciences or I was a teacher I hated my job mm-hmm. and I wanted to do this and. Yep. Uh, and the story that we heard at East Regiment wasn't like they hated their jobs. It was like it was just time to move on. Yep. Yep. So it was a really, really fun interview. I'm excited to listen to this one, you guys. Um, yeah. So, I wasn't there for it, so I'm pretty, you know, I'm yeah, pumped. I know. It was a bummer that you weren't there. Right? I was waiting. For, I, I met Ryan and I had some like awkward eye contact at one point just because we were like four or five beers deep. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. And there was also this really weird buzz that was going on. But Ryan fixed it. In um, it was just yeah. in your mind. I, I fixed it. You smoke. can only hear it. 
No, it, it's no. there. Uh-huh. Oh, it's there. It's there. Interesting. Well, I hope. It's one of those hope. light buzzes, those weird lights. <clears throat> right? Hopefully not. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> back by popular demand is, can Ryan guess the beer that he's drinking this week? So, and here we go. So last week, uh, just a, a quick reminder, Ryan guessed that he was drinking a pale ale when in reality it was a New England IPA. So obviously Ryan he's... can't tell his IPAs. Well, <laughs> I know. Well, it wasn't as juicy as I thought it was going to yeah. be. Um because yes. most New England IPAs are just super juicy. Yeah. Super so juicy. last super. week's theme was a nautical theme. And guess what? This week's theme is also a nautical theme. Oh, my God. What? All, right. All right, Ryan. So give that a good uh, crackerooski. That's what we call them here in Brutes. You know, last week's... I love week's, that fizzle at the end. Last was week's nice. was really good, but... This was even better. You heard the sizzle at the I end. did. I like the sizzle there. That was... As someone who loves ASMR, Ooh, that would be like, Ryan. <laughs> Get it to me dirty. <laughs> All right, Ryan. So uh, take a sip. Tell us what you think the beer is. Um, and if you hmm. like it. The aroma is intriguing him. All I can see is Ryan's holding a notch koozie, and I can see a big mo- bath mouth. Big what? Ba- what? what? Big mouth bass popping out from it. That's what's on the can, folks. Ooh. Ooh, Ryan. Mm. Ryan is a little know. he's confused he about his flavor. Confused. Look at his face. He doesn't know what to think. I don't know what the hell just hit my throat, but that was weird. <laughs> was there is there a frog in your throat, Ryan? No, I, I literally think there's a frog in my throat right now. Interesting. All right. Let's well, I have not had this beer. Neither have I. Uh, so I Ryan, tell us what flavors you're getting. I can tell you they're not zap chips. They're not zap chips. Kind of salty. Okay. Um, it is a nautical theme, so could it be a yeah. goza? Don't give... Shut up, Matt. I'm just asking. God. And there's a little bit of hops in there, too, I think. Um, like, surprisingly. Hmm. like on, I think it's like on the very tail end. That's what's in my yeah. throat is that yeah. weird kind well, of... hot bitterness does linger for a while, so I, I can understand that. I don't know. I haven't really had many gozas before, so... All right, Ryan. So what are you going with, my dude? You have to decide right now. We're here right now. What other flavors, though, do you have? I mean, like, that was it. Just, like, you don't know. All right. How about we pass it to Erica, who's our our beer (laughs) socion, and see if Erica can decide what beer it is. Mm -mm. I might not be able to, though. I want to hear Ryan's thoughts. No, I'm curious. It's kind of like a lager. Okay. Ryan, pass it to Erica. I'm going to pass it to her. Okay. We'll see. One sip. You know the rules. (laughs) Oh, the nose is interesting. Right? It's not just me. No, it's not. It's. I will tell you that this is mm. not a local brewery, so it's you can like talk. It's almost like chocolatey, but not. No, it's no. Not chocolatey. Not, no. All right, I sip it. The nose is weird. Okay. Go. Do it. Well, yeah, that is weird. It's not. It might be an IPA. It's not an IPA. All right, so I actually know what this or beer is. Or a pale is. ale of some kind. See, that's what I was thinking. But it's weird. All right, Ryan, reveal what the beer yeah, is to our show listeners. Show it to us. Or uh, describe it to us. <laughs> Southern Pines Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Out of Texas. Texas Rig Hoppy Juicy Imperial IPA. Yep, that's why it tasted kind of sweet. Yep. Imperial. Yep, that's what threw me off. So, Ryan, if Damn. you were to see that again on a tap list, would you buy that? Uh, honestly, 
Maybe okay. if it if it was like on a draft list, I don't think I would ever buy a pack of it. Mm. But I wouldn't mind having just like the one beer on, you know. I think a that's a heavier beer too. What is that? Nine percent? No, I think it's like eight and a half, probably, well, which is basically so nine. No, it isn't. You round up with it. It's God, five. No. dumbass. No, I because that didn't work in college. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's eight point five. Okay, cool. Semantics. Whatever. Yeah, just saying. But yeah, no, I mean it's not bad. Um, it was just it it threw me off at first. Um, Definitely an imperial IPA. Yeah, for so, sure. Like that makes sense now. You know what's awesome? We're trying all these beers from all around the country, and we're getting inspiration for flavors. But we sometimes don't know what to do with those inspirations for flavors. But that's where our friends Beer and Wine Hobby come in to place. Hell yeah! You know why? Why? Because we can take all those crazy ideas in our head and make a dope ass beer. Yeah. Maybe a cheese. Oh yeah, and some cheese. Maybe a mead. Maybe. And to mat and pair them all up together. You know? Oh, that sounds like. Were you gonna uh, say tomatoes? That sounds no, like. No, pair them all up. Yeah. Not what were you tem- saying before that? He wasn't saying anything. I wasn't about saying tomatoes. anything before so that. Yo, what's wrong with you? Wrong with you? Yeah. Do you smell burning toast? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Gonna... <laughs> Stroke no joke, but seriously, um, but seriously, you can use our promo code Brewroots for ten percent off your order, and you can see our beautiful Erica. You can see me right behind there behind the counter, Five instructing you, telling you what to buy. Because she has awesome knowledge. All the knowledge. Everyone has Sometimes. awesome knowledge. Yes. And if you think that like beer, wine, meat, cheese, and any of it, all that other stuff wasn't Everything good. Everything between. Vinaigrette, bro. Vinaigrette. Oh my God. The balsamic vinaigrette aged for 18 years. Let me tell you. Mm. Oh my God. And by the time this episode is released, Erica is going to have even more knowledge. I am. Because she, the past week... In podcast time, it happens. Been in New Orleans, yeah, my, New Orleans, Nolans, 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 yeah, whatever we call yeah, it. Yeah, we'll find out down there how they say um, it. Yeah, and you're talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's the ASBC conference. It's basically just a science of beer conference. They're going to talk about yeast, hops, malts, but really dive into the science of it. And it's going to be way over my head. I. I'm excited, but I'm, like, kind of nervous, too. Like, it's nothing I've ever really done much, I don't know, reading up on, I guess. I just know, selfishly, I'm more excited for you because you're going to be bringing so much knowledge, not only to Beer and Wine Hobby, but to our very own podcast. I am. Um, Because we're going to be doing some cool content episodes coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, I'm going to take so many notes. Yeah, ideas (laughs) we've been floating around is, how do I know my beer is good or bad? Yep. Oh yes, right. Yep. Like, Stay tuned that. for those content. Episodes. And then what's what's considered a light beer? What's yeah. considered a heavy beer? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times uh, people go into breweries and they con- their their order request is, "I'll take your lightest beer." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. They're, they're probably yeah. like overwhelmed by right. all the different kind of beer styles and flavors and descriptions. So we want to help educate people to you know maybe better order their beer yeah. or um, figure out the best way to ask for what you want because light can mean so many different things very yeah very different things because if you go to notch and you say i'd like a light beer they're gonna yes. give you a session yeah yeah but if Which, you yeah if you go to applebee's and you say i'd like your lightest beer you're gonna get a, a bud light bud light yeah. and those are completely yeah. different beers um but along with those content episodes if you guys want to hear a content episode and you yeah. have an idea for something just shoot Sometimes. us an email or dm I mean, Both we shows. we uh, we try to think of these ideas, and sometimes we just need a little guidance, and we want to know what you guys want to hear. 
That's really because uh, we have tons of ideas, but we want we wouldn't we want to know what you want to yeah. know. Like I mean, and we listen to user yeah. feedback because yep. we did an episode on me two weeks We're ago. Here so for you guys, and so. we have a lot of resources. So if you were to throw something at us, we would be able to get someone in um, to do the episode with us. I think. We so got the knowledge. We got we got the peeps in the knowledge. <laughs> and we are able to actually deliver such amazing episodes to you with our good friends, Shirts on Tap, because yeah. they... Look, they outfit us in amazing shirts. <laughs> they do. And that makes our podcast. They better. came out dope. <laughs> yeah. Our shirts are beautiful. Saw pics of them. So They're I just awesome. want to thank Josh uh, Mears from Shirts on Tap, who Woo-hoo. produced our beautiful brewer shirts that we are going to be selling very shortly when we determine you know how much we want to sell them for because i'm gonna face i'm gonna we have to sell them to just you know not to continue the podcast but like we want to we want to continue to bring you great content (laughs) we do and our friends shirts on tap always bring great content because they're great and their shirts are dope yeah their shirts are dope and you're probably saying to yourself right now at your in your car your office at home um, your jacuzzi yeah broadcasting it live at a, an <laughs> nfl stadium like yeah, we know that we're broadcast totally. live at we those know things um <laughs> how can i get into a shirts on tap and i only have less than six dollars and one yeah, cent in right? my pocket oh i hate well, that it's so but... weird because it's friday it's payday you open can up use, your wallet yeah and nobody will know that you spent five dollars don't go to starbucks today don't, do don't it. go Save to money. Buy a freaking shirt. Buy Shirts on Tap. Go to com. I really like the Artisan shirt, guys. Yeah. Oh my I'm, God, right? I'm, I'm literally looking at it right it now. It is so cool. dope. Yeah. I love the Artisan so, shirts. The way Shirts on Tap works is every month you get a location-based shirt. So some of the locations is San Diego, Dallas, Colorado, Chicago, yeah, Denver. Chicago Denver. Denver. And rumor has it we might be getting one Boston. closer to us, but we don't know anything about that. So... Continue to support <laughs> Shirts and Tap by using our promo code Brewroots for your first box for five dollars. Yeah. Not Did we only- say Dallas? I said Dallas, my dude. Oh, all right, just making sure. Seattle. I didn't say Seattle. Mm, oh, you got go. Seattle. Good. good so one. with that support, you get a not only a dope shirt that's fit to you. You can decide the shirt, the feel of it. If you like a big logo, you like a small logo. Front, back, tank, long sleeve, baseball tee. You can decide whatever yeah, one you want. so many options. And it's not that you're locked in for six months to Seattle. You can change it every month. And it's How awesome. That's cool. Um, so please check out shirtsontap.com and use our promo code BREWROOTS um, for $5 for your first box. After that, I believe it's like 18 bucks. But seriously, I know that we are all wearing brewery swag right now. All the time. That's and literally all I wear I now. know <laughs> that my brewery swag, when I get it, is not any less than $20, which is so totally fine. We need to support our local brewers. Yeah. But this is supporting breweries outside of our local area. Which is really cool. Which is really cool as well. Um, yes. You also get some cool stickers. And, you do and, get some cool stickers. Yeah. yeah. Stickers uh, and some info. And usually they give like coupons too they for the brewery. Yep. So if you're in that area or if you happen to be traveling and check out that area, you can use the coupon to get a free beer or whatever. It's really yeah. cool. And I, uh, speaking of brewery swag, um, I have found myself... <laughs> recently a lot because it's the only shit that fits me anymore oh cool i'm wearing a whole bunch of brewery swag all at the same time and i just don't know yeah. i just put it on <laughs> like hat uh my shirt and well, then like you a jacket have a crazy yeah. hat selection so yeah yeah by the time uh <laughs> this episode will be airing erica will be eating all the pasta in the world 
prepping for I... her epic battle. Oh, totes carb loading. Yeah, she's gonna be carb loading. I don't know if we do that for arm wrestling, but we can say we we will be <laughs> as Erica's trainer and coach. Um, self-appointed, of course. Erica of did course. not ask me. I, I didn't want him, but he forced himself upon me, and I just nope. Definitely <laughs> didn't. Definitely did not at all. Just We're kidding, gonna... you guys. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, that was awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I am not Erica's coach anymore. I have, I have, I have retired, um, but Ryan is now Erica's there coach, and Erica, will, yeah. Ryan will be instructing Erica to carboload um, for her epic battle at. True North for Rumble in the Jungle. And what is that? It's the Pink Boots Armoring event, you guys. And we are giving away tickets. Damn right. And by the time this episode airs, we will be releasing the names of the winners dun, dun, dun. at 3 p.m. on Friday, June 28th. 28th, yeah. <laughs> the event is on the 30th. 30th. So that'll be two days before. I have a sneaking suspicion that the winner will be notified a little bit before. But we are giving away a pair of tickets to the Pink Boots Rumble and Jungle. Yep. And this event typically sells out. Like last year, I really it wanted to go. Sold out. And it sold out. Yeah. Um, and not only is this event five minutes away from my house, which is super dope, so I could what? ride my bike there if I really wanted to. It's at one of our favorite breweries. True, True North. North. True North. What? Shout out to Jenna and Seth. What up? <laughs> but uh, not only does this event help support Pink Boots, um, it allows money to be raised to send people to yeah, New to Orleans. These like these amazing scholarships, yeah. for sure. And um, for those who don't know, uh, I am not in Pink Boots, obviously, but Erica is. Woo-hoo. And Pink Boots um, Boston chapter is one of the premier no 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 no, no. it is, it is not the, one of the it is the, the premier it is the we pre- are the largest the best yeah. chapter and i'm on i'm on the worldwide. website right now who are you and there's a lot of great information on this website yeah. um the blog um page is great um just cool, if you want to cool. just get the information you have a blog post right oh um i have a post on my scholarship one Oh, Which okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yep. There. Oh, yeah. 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 There it is. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, good information there. Um, if you want to join, um, it's very easy to do that. And they also have a yep. podcast. Um, I do they? Uh, I'm not sure I knew that. Yeah. Um, they only have right as of right now five episodes. Okay. Oh, well, well, cool. Pink um, boots. So, come on our podcast, yeah, and then we yeah. can go on your podcast, and we can be a podcast friend. Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely gonna give those a <laughs> listen to. Um, because I think it's a really cool thing to support. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I, I saw so. I saw a great image that um, said "All beer is girl beer." I saw that today too, and I thought that was like a really really Shout cool out to IG peeps. Yeah, uh, I don't know who shared that, but I thought that was a really cool thing. And it uh, is because it's so true. All yeah. beer is girl beer. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. But anyways, I think we kind of we got everything that we needed to. <laughs> what about what do you think, Ryan? I don't know. I mean, I want to talk a lot about um, East Regiment, but, you know, we have the episode itself to speak. They'll learn everything in the episode, Um, But I would say if you are in the area or if you're going to be in the area, definitely check them out. They have Um, parking right there. Oh, the parking is wonderful. Oh, my God. It's the best spot to go for. And you probably um, would have seen the cats from East Regiment on Local Channel 5, which is our... Did you say the cats? Yeah, I call them cats. Cats. Wow. <laughs> Meow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just Scott was telling us that they're going to be on... Um, actually, by the time that this episode airs, airs. 
um, they will already have been on Channel 5. Yeah, and hopefully by that point in time, their outdoor patio is going to be a little bit more set out because now they have 44 available seats currently. Their patio is nice. But their though. patio expands yeah. them to 88%, Ooh. 88 occupancy. Um, nice. And I saw the pictures from opening night, and I've seen the pictures what, what? the last couple weekends. It is busy, so get there early. Mm-hmm. Um, stay there, grab a beer, um, and there's lots of great options in Salem. So if and you want to get out. some history, some great food, and amazing beer and cider, and hard hard liquor because hard Deacon liquor. Giles is right All there. All right in Salem. Yeah, right off. Go of, uh, check Canal out. Street. Yep. I cannot stress enough. I know that people will say that Salem's one of those places you can't get to. As oh, long that, as it's no. not October, you're fine. You can get to okay. Salem. Yeah. I lived there for what five years. Yeah, I got there every day. And wow. also, wow, yeah, look at right? you. I know. Also, if any of our <laughs> listeners who li- live um, nationally, you know, like Texas, Oregon, and if you're planning on coming to Massachusetts. Was, Oregon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> was we got some listeners. Yeah. Yeah. There's we, we, someone no. there. We've no, hit we, every 50 states, so we, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we were looking at the stats. We have a um, actually uh, quite a few people from yeah. like Oregon, Texas, yeah, Portland. and Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that Oregon Pe- trail. People are listening. But we've hit every 50 states, so whatever. Um, it's not a big deal. Who's bringing it up? NBD. Um, but if you're planning on coming to Massachusetts and you want to go to Salem because there's a ton of history there... Um, you will be let down. I just want to let you know, but you will not be let down what? by the, you will not be let down by the beer Come and food in Salem. Come on, there's so many people will go for the witch museum, but there's so much better stuff. There's, than, there's in Salem. more than just the witches. And I mean, I, the witches are pretty cool. They are, but I, I'm gonna say this: I can't tell you how many tours I've seen in my time living in Salem. People are oh, just yeah? like. Oh, Ryan and I. This is it. Ryan and I saw people in masks giving tours. When's the last time you wanted to go on a tour with a masked person? That sounds kind of cool. Can we all wear masks? No. 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 Secrets. You can't drink beer that way. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want to drink it out of a straw. I mean, could be cool. Fancy uh, drinking. So enjoy (laughs) this week's episode with our friends, East Regiment Brewing Company, out of lovely Salem, Mass. One of my favorite locations, honestly, for beer drinking. Until next week. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So, Ryan, it's just the boys today. It's just boy night, man. Erica <laughs> is uh, playing. She's Pele. Pele? Or like Mia Ham. Mia Ham's a famous soccer player. Oh, right? okay. She's married to Noma Garcia Para. Well, I'm glad you know that because I don't. Noma, kid. <laughs> and by my Boston accent... You can tell that we're in Salem, Massachusetts, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously we're in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> and many of our listeners might think that we're at a, another brewery because we frequent there. We do frequent there, but guess what? We, we already are n- interviewed them. And we are at the newest brewery in Salem. East Regiment Beer Co. I'm new, very new exciting because I love their logo. And I'm the type of person that goes into a... Uh, like a, a liquor store or uh, whatever, packy. And you go by the logo? I go by the logo. And All if right. I saw this logo, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I need a so beer. So I need to say this real quick. Did you see the door downstairs? I saw the door. It was like that ghosty kind of a shadow with their look. That needs to be a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Just just saying. Oh, yeah. We're working on shirts for sure. Cool. I can't wait. Gotta keep the lights on first, yes. though. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and we're here with Scott. Uh, Scott, thanks again for taking some time out of your day to no problem, do this. Um we always start each podcast by asking um, your role here at East Regiment. And by everything you kind of told us 
downstairs, you don't just have one roll, so I'm excited to hear all your rolls. Um, and your first memory of beer. Yeah, so uh, name's Scott Perry. I'm a co-owner and manager of uh, East Regiment Beer Company. Uh, and then Josh Rangdahl is the other owner and manager who obviously couldn't be here. And then, uh, you know, our, our taproom manager, Dan Haley, obviously isn't here either, but uh, he's generally... Uh, the guy who's here shaking hands during the weekends is Dan. So kissing babies, shaking yeah, hands. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and my earliest memory, I, I can probably, I probably can't take you back to that, but I can probably take you back to craft beer, my first craft beer that got me interested in craft beer. Yep. And that was out in San Diego. I was in the military, and Coronado Brewing Company had a brown ale that was like killer, a nut brown ale they called it. It was, it was killer, and I was like, all right. Uh, I got to figure out how to make this, how they make this. And I like wanted to know more and more about beer. And so that kind of got the ball rolling for me. Yeah. Um, so that was probably like my first kind of soiree into how to make beer. Right. Um, and then from there, kind of snowballed my, my uh, military career. It took me to Virginia Beach. And by the time I got to Virginia Beach, it was kind of like exploding craft beer scene. Breweries popping up here and there. And uh, so that became my like training grounds, I guess you would call it. And, uh, you know, Josh, similarly, in the Merchant Marines, same thing, you know, started tasting craft beers around, like, 2010-ish, really wanted to get into it. He was, he was home brewing, and uh, at about the same time, he, was, he started working out of Louisiana, and that's where he kind of started, you know, poking around at some of the breweries down there. And uh, I'd say probably around 2012, me and him, started, you know, started talking about possibly doing a brewery in Salem, we knew that Salem was somewhat at that point, you know, Notch wasn't here. We only had beer works. Yep. And so we were like, okay, you know, yeah. 10 years later, <laughs> yeah. we're here. No. We're here. You know, we got, we got, we got some time ahead of us still in our careers, but we should start working towards it. Yeah. 2014, you know, started a company. It was, it was the worst company name. I don't even want to say it. No, you got to say, it. you got to right. say, but it. we'll get to it in a little while. All but, right. um, so talk about life before East Regiment. You said you're in the military. I'm guessing your original plan wasn't to open a brewery, though. What was kind of the uh, original thing? No, I mean, I, you know, it was unclear whether or not I was going to stay in or out of the military. I had a great time in the military, a lot of good friends. Uh, you obviously just get burnt out on the road, a lot of traveling. Yeah, 100%. You know? yeah. And same thing with Josh, same thing with the Merchant Marines. I mean, the guy was, you know, either on ships for months at a time or he's on, you know, oil rigs working nonstop, you know. and Tough career, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in either in both of our careers, you know, <laughs> 24 hour days that, I mean, that happens, you know? So for us, it was kind of like, all right, you know, if we're going to look to try and, you know, settle back at home, we should probably do something that we both like that's engaging. And so, you know, brewing obviously was kind of our hobby on the side and it was like, all right, well, let's just roll it right into this, roll whatever knowledge we got. And it doesn't involve a 24 hour day. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes no. 18 to 20. No. 18 to 20. <laughs> Learn that one the hard way. It's just, it certainly <laughs> does. Um, you and Josh, how did you guys meet? Um, so we were we were friends in high school. Okay, actually, so yeah. Are you guys local to yep. Salem? Both from Salem, born and raised in Salem. So Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts? Like, uh, I, we were both South Salem, actually. Or no, I'm sorry. He was like Bridge Street areas where he's from. Okay. And I was in South Salem, and now okay, he cool. kind of like moved to South Salem, and I moved yep. back up around here, like kind of switcheroo. Yep. But uh, yep. Yeah, you know, both both kind of always hung out. You know, high school, on in college, when, and then, you know, through our careers, whenever we'd come home, it was like high five. You know, you try my beer, I'll try yours, mm. you know, and just kind of kept it going. And from there, it almost just got out of control. <laughs> now we're here. Now we're in a brewery. So <laughs> so you mentioned Coronado kind of molding your mind and saying this is what you wanted to do. Um, 
Did you you didn't homebrew before then? Did no, you? no, no. I would say uh, started homebrewing kind of like once we hit Virginia. Once I hit Virginia Beach, I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick up some stuff and kind of mess around on my stove. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, throughout test <laughs> testing in Virginia Beach, you know, crashing and burning on competitions. You you actually learn a lot through competitions. I, I would actually recommend anybody looking to get into brewing. Heavy, heavy competition. I mean, you know, the first ones are people writing back to you just like, man, this tastes god awful. <laughs> but then after a while, they start giving you like, you know, when you're when you're brewing improves and you follow their tips, like that's kind of how you you get pretty good at like honing. That's like your rite of passage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a good way to cut your teeth for sure. Speaking and, of like cutting your teeth, did you have any professional um, brewing experience prior to this? Or I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not tell me more. I was <laughs> not not paid. I was. Uh, my one of my supervisors in the navy uh owned owns still owns bold mariner brewing company so uh mike saxon and, and his uh head brewer john o'reilly kind of took me under their wings and gave me like a real good professional training you know not so much it, it's not so much just about the beer making side which obviously is you know the number one, that's got to be number one but on business. top of that yeah, yeah. the yeah. management i mean yeah, that's 100%. The stuff, yep. you know inventory management and you know i mean it, down to like, all right, let's clear this hose of all this wart so we're getting an extra gallon of beer, which ends up being, you know, a couple thousand dollars a year. That's the type of stuff that's like... You have no to one, think about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, so they gave me a really good solid base there. And then another guy, uh, Dan Yarnall, I think he's in Pittsburgh now. Don't quote me on that, but he's a brewer at Home Republic for a while. Cool. Navy guy too. Uh, and he kind of really showed me some stuff on a smaller scale. And that that's almost kind of like where we picked up the idea for our three barrel yeah is working off that stove it was very doable it seemed like something we could build you know and, and it seemed like uh, manageable but it made enough beer that we felt we could you know support a decent crowd that's awesome yeah we see a lot um instagram and we know a couple brewers who are starting businesses that are ex-military is that a fair th- ex-military fair thing to say mm-hmm. um is it, it i think before we were seeing um a lot of people in the science and technologies now yeah. are seeing yeah. a lot yeah. of uh, military res- mm-hmm. uh, surgeons. It, what? Why? Why is that? Was it something to get through the days? Dream about why you're on active duty? You know, I want to. Like, I want to say it's mechanical inclination okay. that, that comes through that working on the military. Yeah, you know, you're you're kind of uh, always doing something mechanical, even if you're not. You know, not involved in it. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody gets stuff all hands on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that you know, kind of coupled with. Um, you like to drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are we are fans of beer for sure in the military. But uh, you know, I think that's kind of like you know a skill set that you pick up, and then also obviously you're used to working long hours. So the fact that you can own your own business when people tell you you know it's long hours, you don't really shy away from it because you're yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And then and honestly, same thing with Josh in the military or in the uh, Merchant Marines. His his experience there was very similar to mine, where it was like long, long hours. Yep but a very mechanical job, you know, that gave him a pretty good skill set coming into this, especially like on his electrical engineering side. I mean, he did some very good, oh, you know, yeah. good designing I'm down there. I'm an electrical engineer near myself. I okay. was very impressed by yeah. Oh, yeah. everything I mean, that was down there. The stuff the guy is, is piecing together, he's, you know, he's going to be like, I don't know, I'll work on this thing this week uh, when, I'm, when I'm on the rig. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he sends me a week later this wiring diagram that's like, well, I, I can't follow that, so hopefully it works. <laughs> so... Is this some, when did um, this, I'm going to call it like a pipe dream. Cause I mean, you guys were communicating. He was in Louisiana and you were in Virginia beach. So mm. what, like 800 miles away from each other. Yeah. 
when did it become less of a pipe dream and more of a reality? I would say, you know, 2014, we established the company, but it was still kind of like, well, let's see what we're doing. So upon the purchase of this building, okay, obviously we knew that we were up against it in Salem. We had actually, and in, in actually uh, talked to Chris Loring at Notch a lot at length about his experiences. And then he, he relayed to us both Deacon's and Far From the Trees experience. He was like, man, those guys got hemmed up. I got hemmed up in the... Oh, uh, yeah. And the permitting process, and, and we we went through the rigor too. It's it's the same thing, and it's it's almost surprising that those guys have been so successful in shaping the city. You would think that they would want more of that, but it seemed to be just as resistant. You know, talking to him, and he he was almost he was like, "Man, I can't believe it." You know? So you're saying the city more resistant, not the brewing no, community, the city, right? No, okay. no, the, the, the brewing, the brewing community. Yeah. I mean, they were great. You know, they're a great shoulder to cry yeah. on. We'd be shot down from a board. We'd <laughs> go have a beer there, and you know. Talk to them about it. Um, no, they they were very welcoming the brewing community, but it was it was the city that's, it, and it, and it's not it's not even so much just the city. It, it's like multiple different boards. I think it's just maybe a little antiquated on, on the time it takes to get through it, hmm. um, and also because to them it's still new. You know, yeah. The and it's relatively new in mass compared to like look at you know San Diego and look at Virginia Beach oh, and yeah. the places where we were we were kind of learning. You know, especially you know Portland like you look at that versus the North shore of Massachusetts, yeah. you know, it's, it's slim pickings. And for the population we have, it could support a lot more. And we are very lucky. Let's keep in mind, we are very lucky. Like the state of Massachusetts is light years ahead of some other states. Yeah, this is true. Wise. Yep. So yeah. yep. 100%. It's a, sometimes it's a good problem to have, but yeah, well, but for us, it's definitely good. It's good that we were able to make it through that kind of gauntlet and yeah. we're set up now, you know, in a pretty good location and Salem's a great town for it too. You know? Yeah, I and mean, having the people there to support you in the in the beer community too yeah. is yep. really important. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, we oftentimes talk with, I hate to say more established breweries, but I, but breweries that have been open for longer than yeah, at you, this point. Oh, you can say that. Week four? This is <laughs> week, week four, four right? Yeah. We're still plugging um, holes in this place, so you can definitely <laughs> say that. Um, and we sometimes get into the sexy side of brewing right like yeah. oh we're you know we're able to have long lines for a can release or such and such um mm-hmm. what was it like this whole process uh, yeah. i mean like give me the, the well the, sh- the the thing that we kind of like didn't really under didn't really plan for was the you know obviously like i said we had to buy the building to make it through the permitting process if we had rented we'd be out of business uh, the delays in the permitting process, but then also all the while trying to get this place ready for the brewery, we had multiple things in the building failing. Yep. And we had tenants bailing and all this stuff. So also, could you talk about the historical nature of this building as well? Just, yeah. 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 So the building's not, it's not new. <laughs> it isn't uh, new. 1840s, we, we pegged it at. It's like the oldest firehouse in Salem, still standing. I'm not sure if there's one before it, but uh, I guess they fought the Salem fire out of it. Uh, super old school. The mortar is like, you know, in certain places it's been repointed, but in other places it needs it needs some love. And specifically, the place where we were going to put the brewery in the basement was a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you could, you know, I was telling you guys during the tour, you could reach your arm through the fieldstone foundation and touch the dirt in the outside of the building. It was so bad. And so to make that a sanitary environment took us months and months to even get that ready to put any kind of brewery, you know, plumbing electrical anything in there yeah uh we have a couple buddies in the in the industry that are you know plumbers and electricians and they were you know obviously instrumental in helping us in that but uh you know as far as like some of the grunt work me and josh kind of shoulders as much of that as we could which was 
you know, trying to carry the concrete and stuff out of the basement in buckets was brutal, yeah. brutal. So, you know, older buildings. <laughs> Let's give you that awesome uh, yeah. ambiance, right? It, it is sweet, but I mean, let, let me tell you right now, if, if you had put a steel building in front of me with a trench strands already cut in the ground, I probably would have been like, yeah, we'll, we'll take that one. <laughs> was it important for you guys to maintain in Salem or were you looking at other locations? No, I mean, for us, we wanted Salem. Number one, it's our hometown. We know everybody, you know, not, we don't know everybody here, but you know, it's nice, it's nice to come here and see like, you know, 10% of the people here are people, you know, um, that was one. And, and also we just both want to live close to where we work. We both want to, uh, kind of be a part of this community. And then also for us, it's like, you know, the other cities like Beverly and Peabody's got a few, um, you know, they were kind of a little bit more accessible and, and it was, it was almost kind of worth trying to get through the pro- the process to be in a city that wasn't right because once you're kind of in you, you know you're in yeah and it's part of it, the cool kids club yeah exactly it's <laughs> tough, well, it's tough to get in here so it kind of shies people away um good bad and different I, i'm not sure yet but i know that you know kind of getting in here and you kind of make it through those those boards they kind of start to get to know you so hopefully yeah. it's less painful and and we kind of are able to expand this place mm-hmm. you know the brand and stuff fairly easier in a great location i mean the tourist season here is obviously ridiculous but now it's becoming like almost like a year-round spot yeah um i'm so glad that you brought that up um growing up in this area my whole life Mm -hmm. you have as well ryan has as well um we've seen salem have a resurgence yeah Uh, i'm sure that 18 year olds you would not or 14 year old you your mom probably was like maybe not go downtown you know like um but now we see um Salem becoming a little bit more family friendly. Um, yeah, a hub for restaurants and breweries at this point. Yeah, um, exactly. People travel to come to Notch, far from the tree, Deacon Giles, and and hopefully you guys. Um, why? What's going on in Salem? Why is Salem becoming more special? Um, I, th- I, th- I honestly I think that they're, um, you know, because of the population, they probably had access to to more liquor licenses, um, and that obviously drives the nightlife scene, which is. You know, I think I think if you're going to go north of Boston to go out to dinner or you know get food or whatever, uh, Salem's Salem's got to be top on the list. Newburyport's pretty nice too. Those Great. two are kind of like, you know, the the go-to spots. It's on the water, mm. so that combined with you know, a lot of people kind of moving to the city. So you've got a customer base within the city. So you got a local customer base, and it's also a tourism spot, and it's also kind of like a local. When I say local, North Shore, Massachusetts, it's a hot spot. So that kind of drives your year-round, you know, Traffic. kind of visitor. Exactly. So I think it's just, it's it's kind of just uh, uh, a mix of, you know, city management uh, when it comes to releasing some of the more, you know, releasing some liquor licenses. And, um, you know, I'm, as, far, as far as like the local, they're, they're growing the city when it comes to like the housing. Uh, it's obviously causing some traffic issues, but right. I mean, now it's like you can almost, they're, they're almost with the public transportation, you know, you get the T, you have the ferry and, uh, <clears throat> obviously Uber and stuff like that. It's making it easier for people to live in a tighter area like Salem. So I don't know. I, I think it's just kind of like the perfect mix of all those things. Um, yeah. You know, so you guys opened, like we said, four weeks ago, um, leading up to that, obviously a tough road um, yeah. but you're here yep. you're here um and you are employing people which is pretty humbling yeah, thing i know um I know. is there something that you wish you knew n- when you were first starting that you kind of found out along the way mm. 
I would, uh, I guess, I guess probably up front, knowing the boards in Salem, I probably would have weighted our planning budget a little bit heavier, uh, and our design budget a little bit heavier, probably that could have saved us maybe, you know, even two or three months would have been great. And then, uh, you know, just, just really kind of anybody who's planning to do this type of project where they're almost handling some of the management of the building, you know, get, get solid timelines from, you know, one company holding up a timeline, which, you know, unfortunately happened to us, but one company holding up a timeline can really, really throw a wrench into your works and you, and you end up opening months, you know, later, even half a year later. And that's, you know, it's killer. So yeah. Cause you're not making money. At that no, point. Exactly. You're not making money. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the, the one thing I, I would say is, you know, when you're, when you're planning that out, just, you know, get some solid timelines from them. Yeah. You know, like it, we got, we got a little bit burned on the boards, but that's almost kind of like, it's par for the course. At yeah. This point with new this. guy coming into Salem, whatever, uh, not, not new guy to Salem, but you know, new business coming into Salem, you're going to get some scrutiny and, you know, I'd hope they go a little bit less, but I do also see their point of view that they don't want someone coming in, taking up a storefront, you know, and then failing, and then you have an empty storefront for six months. That's not good for the city, obviously. It's just the East India Mall model. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'll, hey, I won't say anything. But <laughs> so I guess I want to kind of start with um, how did you get your name? Okay. Yeah, and kind of the history behind it. Yeah, so uh, the East Regiment was... Basically, the it's the reason that Salem's the home of the National Guard, and it's because when the first settlers came over from England uh, under the Mass Bay Colony, they had to establish militias. And so these militias drilled on the Salem Green, and the militia from Salem was the East Regiment. And so, you know, the, and actually, if you go over near the Armory, which is like literally probably 200 yards from our building. Yep. yep. Mm, nah, may, maybe a quarter mile from the building. It's but, not far. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's walking distance for sure. Uh, they actually have plaques on the ground that are uh, engraved and they kind of tell about the East Regiment and they talk about the lineage of it. Cool. Uh, for us, it, it was like, you know, we, we had that name to start the corporation. We didn't like it, which... Really? Yeah. We were like, oh, this, name's, this name's got to go. We're going to change it at some point, but we had to start huh. the LLC to kind of get the permit process going. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we were kind of looking around, looking around, and we knew we wanted to use the flag. Um, and then so I was like, okay, well, how, how can we tie this in? You know, and that's and the, the mass, flag is the Mass Bay Colony okay, flag. Cool, yeah. Yep. So we're like, all right, well, we know we kind of want to tie this in. And then, you know, just looking at the history, I saw, started reading about the East Regiment. It's something that's somewhat unrepresented in Salem's history. You know, you have a lot of fanfare around the witches and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's what sells, I guess. But you know what I mean? There's, there's, it's one of the oldest parts of the country. Oh, yeah. The fact and, that you can just drive down the street and see yeah. a house from 1644 or 1788. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, actually, yeah. The, the wood and the tap rooms from like 1740s. The yeah. house, That's the, awesome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the house that we, uh, I gutted a house and took took some of the wood that they were chucking in the dumpster, and, and that's what we built the barn stuff out of, and it's 1740s. You can see Roman numerals on the stuff that they were, uh, you know, marking for what beams went where. Beautiful. So, that's cool. Yeah. But, wow. You know, tying tie the East Regiment to the whole thing, I think, was, you know, it's like, well, maybe we can highlight another part of Salem's history, throw this one out there, and, uh, you know, kind of kind of bring some of the knowledge to that area, too. So I guess this is the time to talk about that name that you didn't want to talk about. What, was, what was the... Uh, <laughs> he was like, ah, I thought you would <laughs> forget. <laughs> Even though I'm two beers so, deep, I got a pretty good memory. So <laughs> we, we start, we were like, damn, well, we know we want to do the Mass Bay Colony flag. We know we want to use that. We, we have to get a name. So let's just, let's just go with Mass Bay Colony Brewers. 
and that was too close to Mass Bay Brewing, which is Harpoon. Right. And we're like, we called them. We're like, hey, look, you guys ever think you're going to uh, release this? And they were like, they laughed us off the phone. They were like, no, no. are you kidding me? Get out of here, dude. And, uh, <laughs> That's so an like, amazing well, seat. This is why we ask these questions. All right, great. So hung up the phone. We're like, all right, well, Massachusetts Bay Colony Brewers for now. Working title. And then I think, you know, we were sitting there like, this is terrible. Our friends were all making the funniest names. I, I probably can't even mention them on the... On oh, the, yeah. You can yeah. say, you can no, say whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of rhyming with ass and a lot the 69 of 69 uh, <laughs> bandits. <Yeah. laughs> that would be my brewery. <laughs> ass, ass, bro. Yeah, ass brewery. They ended up just calling it as like you know your beer is gonna taste like ass, whatever. whatever. It is but funny though. Like you see, like people, they look up the most inappropriate thing they can find. And you're like, holy shit, shit turd was taken. Yeah. Like, why oh, is that? Yeah. Why oh, is shit turd brewing? I was I actually listening to another beer podcast today. Um, it was their latest release, and they were talking about like really inappropriate names like uh, racial beers, uh, oh, dick god. beers, pussy beers, ass eating beers. Oh like, my god! And you had to like figure out which out of the three was a fake name. Ugh. Oh, that's it such a good brutal. idea. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. I was like, wow, these people like they don't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess there's definitely some room for inappropriateness in a beer name, but, you know. Yeah, you have to wear the <laughs> shirt at the end of the day and write it on your taxes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You got to be, you got to keep somewhat of a low profile. We like, we like kind of sneaking some funny things in there, but. Uh, yeah, speaking of funny things, so you have a couple funny names. I mean, no name. Sh- Shat, well, Shat no name. And- well, no name. We literally tried every name to find that. And like by name four, we realized that we weren't going to find a name that day that hadn't already been taken. So like, look, screw it. No name. Just put it on there. We're just, we'll figure out the name later on. That's awesome. <laughs> And then also the same thing with the question mark session. Question mark Which now session. people are calling like the question. The question. The question. Yeah, which kind of like, uh, all right. Well, if you uh, do a variant go, of that, that's yeah. what you should call it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, definitely uh, those are all working titles, and uh, we're not going to keep them if you already have them, so please don't sue us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, just basic, basic whatever we could think of for the time being. Like I said, no... We also don't want to get married to any one name because no name is really comfortable, should feel comfortable out there. No beer should. Uh, we're in, we're such a size that we can make, you know, make, make, you know, three beers a week and we're comfortable with just switching the recipe up all the time. So if we have a beer that's like, well, we can tweak it a little bit and whatever, like it's not going to stay. So you got a good dynamic here because mm-hmm. you are not the hop guy. Nope. You're more of the experimental guy and your your counterpart is the hop guy. I would say we're both experimental, but I'm definitely on the malt yeast side and he's definitely like the hop, the hop side for sure. We often ask a lot of the, the brewers, owners, um, what they think of some trends in the, in the beer mm-hmm. industry. Um, we've seen the last, I guess at this point, almost 10 years been the the decade of Hoffs. Yeah. Um, why you obviously have to use, you, you mentioned your bestseller right now. Oh, is yeah. your hoppier beers. Is yep. it why, why, why hops? Why I do don't you know. Think? Why is, what's your opinion? Well, I think that people are kind of going down this rabbit hole, just kind of exploring like the different variants of hops. And there was always new ones. They're always coming up with new ones. So it's an interesting way to go. I, I personally love hoppy beers. I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not, it's not my mainstay that I make. Um, but you know, every once in a while, like a nice juicy IPA, of course, which we're working on right now is like, you know, very satisfying, refreshing. You got some of the citrus taste. I think, you know, it's very popular right now because it is good. It's good. 
there's no way around it. I think that as people kind of start gaining, as the craft like following kind of starts gaining more and more people, people are going to start wanting to branch out. And, you know, you can only go hops for so long before you're like, well, let's try some of these other things. And that's where, like, I feel like the malt and the yeast character are going to kind of also start to take hold. And we get a lot of people that come in and they're a fan of our porter, yeah. you know, and the porter was actually, <laughs> was actually a screw up. We actually didn't even mean to brew that one. It's, it's a Bravo Alpha Foxtrot Porter. But that actually great name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it stands for brown ale fuck up. <laughs> That's amazing. We tried to we tried to brew a brown ale. That's so good. And wow. Uploaded the wrong recipe and we ended up with uh, a porter. We we're like, damn, dude, this is really fucking dark. This looks uh, we might have screwed up on this one, but I mean, we t- kept tasting it the whole way through. It was our first batch, first beer we made, and uh, th- you know, things been money. People are like really uh, really giving us you know compliments on it. And we're yeah. like, all right. And that's funny because a lot of the breweries that we talk to, if they screw up on what they wanted to brew, they dump it. Yeah. They're just like, no, I don't, even if I can save it, eh, nah, no. I'm good. I mean, but uh, that's you, cool that you can save it and make a, a kick ass brown yeah. ale. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, the other thing was that it was, it was also like a test beer because we were like, all right, well, we better hope that our vessels hold the beer, that our shit doesn't just explode while it's fermenting, all this stuff. And so. That baby made it all the way through the ringer, so we were like, all right, well, it tastes fairly decent. We're going to keep this thing. And uh, like I said, a lot of people, especially like anybody who's super like, I'm only a dark beer person. We give them the portal, they're like, yep, I'll have that. <laughs> Sign me up. Brown yeah. ale, fuck yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But then we actually made the baker's brown, which is supposed to be what the porter. Ooh. And that's oh, what, that was the correct and that's what recipe. you and I are yeah. drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these recipes that you crafted while you were homebrewing, or is this something that... Yeah, most long of these, days in the military. <laughs> yeah. No, most of these are the home brewing uh, recipes. You know, trying to get them, trying to get them going. Uh, you know, tested through competition. But now we're kind of, since we've, like I said, you know, we cut our teeth with that. We we somewhat know, you know, we know we know basically how to make like a somewhat decent beer on our system, and so we're comfortable now at this point being like, all right, let's let's try some new shit. Let's let's mess around a little bit, and not be so worried about what happens because at the very least. You know, we got a bunch of friends that'll drink six kegs of shitty beer. (laughs) (laughs) Count me in. (laughs) So what's next for you guys? I know it's hard to look um, four weeks into opening a business, but what's what's next for you guys? So we need extended hours and we need food. We know that. Uh, We get people trying the door midweek. <clears throat> so we we've had two or three yep. <laughs> during this. We've had yeah. more. I mean, we you, you yeah. weren't looking, but there's literally three. It. There's yeah, yeah. three people behind well, you trying to open here. the door, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, yeah, just shoo them, just shoo them away. No, <laughs> no, honestly, Wednesday. it's great too. It's like we're glad people are trying. It's a good it. problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think I think uh, so. We're going, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, four to ten, which we're trying to get that after dinner crowd, and then during the weekends, you know, pretty much noon till till ten. We're debating whether or not we should stay open later. You know, we obviously don't want, we don't want to be open till super late because that's not really, you know. It's not a brewery scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then also we don't really have food. So we have the kitchen. We got to get going on the food for sure. We're, we're floating cuisine ideas around, you know, plenty of pizza joints around. Mm -hmm. Don't really want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we got the high end seafood place across the street, not going to really step on their toes. So we're trying to look at like, onesie twosie items that are easy to make that are great with beer so like obviously the roast beef three-way oh, staple oh my yeah. god i mean our thought no there is, like, is look, doing that <laughs> yeah our thought is like look let's get those going and you know if people want sliders we'll just cut the thing in four pieces 
and just, just buy out Bill and Bob's, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Man, if we could have had that building for the brewery, that would have been great. Right? <laughs> Pull up on a boat. Uh, I would have paid to have that thing dredged. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's one thing that kind of crosses our mind. We got a bunch of buddies that are lobstermen, so we're maybe maybe looking at, you know, obviously it's not high end seafood, it's, you know, some of the, some of the cheaper kind of lobby roll options, but we got to figure out the feasibility of, you know, how do we buy fish off of our buddies that are fishermen, you know, or we're trying to figure that piece out. And then on top of that, you know, obviously some, some wings and, and a lot of the stuff that Josh kind of liked in Louisiana, like the crawfish and stuff like that. We'd love to start doing events like that. And especially yeah. if we can incorporate some of that in the kitchen. You've incorporated you know? it already in the tavern. You got those chips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, those are still, yeah. I'm not telling anybody where we got those. Oh, those I'm not telling chips. anyone where we got them. But with the seafood, you need to talk to me after this. Oh yeah, you got the hook yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. My family owns a fish market. So. All right, all yeah. right, cool. Yeah, you can yeah. put a line on for us for sure. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think we need much, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I, when I know when I go to a brewery, like I want something to munch on too. Oh, so hun- yeah. Yeah, but luckily we have we have the full kitchen. So as soon as we kind of finish the construction, going around the outside and kind of settle into our hours, that's the next thing to go. Mm. We'll be in mm-hmm. there. We'll be gutting that thing and you know cleaning the equipment and getting that thing up and running. Yeah. So. And speaking to the outside, I can't wait until there's more seating out there. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. So you have inside what? How how many capa- how capacity is inside? Uh, we're cleared for like 42 inside. It's and pretty f- big. Yeah. 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 47 outside. So outside's gonna have a bar going around the entire thing. Great for like people washing. Wow. Yeah. And you yep. have prime parking and everything. Here, yep. which Tons is, of parking. Which is tough for Salem. Yeah. I know the Church Street lot is like I think it can take like oh, I think what, ninety it, cars or something like that or maybe oh it has to be lot. more than that man yeah it's a shit ton it has yeah. to be way more than that yeah it's great so it's great that yeah. too and, and especially because Salem Green's like the walkway where all the walking tours happen so if yep. we have that bar set up people can kind of uh-huh. eavesdrop on the tours and stuff oh, yeah. like yeah. that the um the big thing in beer is I guess untapped a lot of people are using untapped yep. Um, have you guys gotten any good feedback from it yet? Or are you looking at it? Or? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it sometimes. We got some good feedback. We got, you know, obviously some people don't like anything. Right. <laughs> but for the That's most part, what we're getting at. For the most part, our feedback's been, you know, good. You know, so I, when I first did it, I was thought it was going to be like the Yelp reviews where it's like people are only going to review it if they hate it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I was surprised to see that. There's yeah, we actually, were looking through yours. You guys got some pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people that just actually literally just want to. Praise say you. I like your beer, you know, and give you a good heads up. So like that, honestly, was like reassuring. Something that I thought that was going to be negative ended up being like pretty reassuring, you know. So we were, we were kind of stoked on those untapped reviews. Um, but then like uh, you know, you get that one person who comes up and you know this guy's going to write a bad review before he even steps in the door. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, it, it, we we see it all the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, you take that, you know. Yeah. Take it on the chin and just laugh about it. It's that's. That's almost, it's almost kind of entertaining. I kind of like reading those ones too. <laughs> so when, um, you guys first opened, um, you know, four weeks back or whatever, and, um, were you asking that your, your customers, like, what do you think? Um, or was your bar manager, uh, manager going around and asking like, you know, like feedback wise. Yeah, yeah. Feedback. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get a query and see, see, you know, Hey, what was your favorite? What do you like? What do you think we mm-hmm. should do different? Because honestly, that's, that's what we're kind of. We almost kind of gear the next batch towards that. We we like the feedback because we want to to try and change stuff up. We want to try and you know we're always chasing our favorite beers. Like we can try and chase other people's too. You know, um, we've got a lot of requests for sour, 
We're still okay. trying, we're trying to figure that out. So yeah. the problem with us is that for to run a sour, obviously you got to maintain heat for maybe three days to do a kettle sour or something like oh, that. Yeah. And you got to make sure you don't contaminate the rest of the beer. Yeah, yeah. So while we're while we're working that, we we got to figure it out because obviously our stove's gas fired. Right. So we can't keep that bad boy burning for three days. I yeah, mean, it's crazy. You, yeah, you, the thing puts out probably four hundred something. I mean, the the urethane floor we put underneath it, it's melting. You know, it's it's melting and cracking because the thing's so hot. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, uh, aside from trying to do a tile job underneath the, the brew stove, we got to figure out how to be able to maybe get some elements, electrical elements in there to kind of work the sour, mm. the sour problem. Um, <laughs> but sour we're definitely, yeah, yeah, we're definitely we're definitely working towards it because we've had a lot of people be like, you guys should do a sour, you guys should do a sour. It's like, all right, yeah, I've never done it before, but I'll mess with it. We'll figure it out. You yeah. Know? Um. You have a pretty uh, diverse beer list, so there's truthfully, I feel like, a beer here for every type of beer drinker, mm. and maybe someone that's not a beer drinker, but is there a beer on your list right now that, you know, say, for example, I bring my girlfriend who does not drink beer, um, what yeah. would be the beer that you'd say? Yeah, so we definitely have a couple of those beers, and that was part of our almost recipe design on the no-name American Weed Ale. Was, and that's like, that's Josh's recipe. He was like, you know what? We need to do a nice summer beer, something you would drink on a boat, something that's super relaxed that everybody can can get a piece of. And so that was the no name. And of course, we can't name it because we don't. All the names were taken. But uh, I mean, that that beer we get a lot of compliments on. And when people come in and they first, say, you know, I'm not into craft beer. I don't really drink a whole lot. What can I get? So we steer them towards the no name. And then we also we obviously obviously have the session up there, which even people that don't like really like IPAs kind of like the citrusy notes in it. So they're they're all about that, and then uh, the Steve's quality, the saison. I mean, yeah, that that's thing, what I just had, dude. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I a lot love of people. It. We've been pushing people who don't drink beer towards that because, like, I don't really like. The first thing to say is I don't like hops. hops. It's like, yep, well, yeah, we hear that a lot. Yeah, it, it could be that they don't like hops. It could be they don't like certain types of hops or certain amount of hops. Um, so we kind of steer them. In, all right, well, why don't you try, you know, malt and spice? We'll see how that one, how that one fits you for size, and we actually get a lot of good feedback on that too. Um. You mentioned that you guys are using a lot of local ingredients. Is that important for you, or is it just what's available at this time? <laughs> it's what's available. I mean, you know, Steve's is a grocery store, so it was like, you know, two of the spices that we got for it were your standard, like McCormick, yeah. and then the last one, they just ran back and grabbed it from the bakery. No, we, I mean, we, we do. We try and get some stuff local, but, you know, we're also realistic about it, too. It's like, oh, we should try and pick this up from this store and that, like stop and shop, whatever. But uh, And then, you know, we also are trying to really – uh, on some of our darker ales source like local coffee places. So like my aunt owns the Lone Gull up in Gloucester. Oh, cool. Oh, so we dumped hers yep. into some brown ale, which we can try after this too if you guys want. Um, and then uh, another guy in the military owns like Battle. He he was He's a vet, owns Battleground. So I hit him up, said like, Ooh. hey, man, we want to get some of your stuff for our stout. When we make the stout, stout's going to be probably around wintertime. Cool. We're trying to keep that, you know, for like... Are like, you barrel aging or trying to... Do that nah, we don't really we don't really have, have the room for that right, just yeah. yet yeah exactly hence the reason why we're gonna do the kettle sour um maybe eventually that's on the on the uh if we can figure Chicos. out how to hoist them in the tower yeah if we can figure out how to hoist the barrels in the oh tower my God. <laughs> wait so let's talk about the tower yeah, yeah. we yeah. forgot to talk about that yeah that's the coolest thing i've ever seen at a brewery yeah we basically as it's the firehouse the old the old school one um the tower is about, I mean, I don't know, maybe 50 feet tall, uh, but it's also hollow on the inside. Cool. So it's real weird for people to walk inside. They see it from the outside thinking, hey, whatever you got. But you can walk inside and look straight up this this 50-foot tower on the inside. 
with just a ladder there. And uh, the floor you're looking at is, you know, basically at the very top of the tower where the, you know, kind of roof structure is. And they used to hang hooks up there and hoist the hoses after fighting a fire because they'd have to dry out the hoses after the fire so that they wouldn't mold and basically deteriorate. And so uh, it's kind of cool. It's, it's pretty well preserved, which is crazy. I mean, we, we fixed ropes and climbed up that thing. And, I mean, there's hooks everywhere. It's still the same thing. It's still the old, you know, bench the guys were sitting on, you know, working up there. It's, it's pretty gnarly. It's cool for sure. Um, we just don't know, really know how to use it at this point. It's like <laughs> it's every, a, life will find a way. I know. Yeah. Everyone keeps throwing out rock wall to us. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, there there is not insurance a lot of insurance permit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> maybe like uh, you know, you can only do it before you get a beer or two. But yep, um, yeah, we're we're definitely working on that one. That's awesome. Uh, I think we've kind of nailed everything. I mean, is there anything? We, yeah, I mean, there's only one more question that I can think of. Right, that's cool. Which is Erica's favorite question. Oh no, not oh, yet. Not I have yet. A couple questions. Yeah. Oh, oh I, you I, still I, have a couple more. Yeah. You just said you were done. Well, no, no, no. I mean, brewery related. We want to get oh, to know. Oh, okay. So, what's at your fridge at home? Where are you getting inspiration for your beers? Oh yeah. Dingus, yeah. Man. Come Man, on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I'll just take a walk down to Bunghole Liquors. That's Hell my yeah. favorite, dude. They stock that thing with like. Keep in mind, bunghole liquors actually exist. It it's is a not real a thing. meme yeah. that's yeah. on the internet. That is real. Yeah, it's a real thing. If you're doing the brewery tour, you come to Salem and do a brewery tour, you should swing by bunghole liquors because they have T-shirts that are like, "I got it at the bunghole. I got it in the bunghole." <laughs> yeah. All these like every pun you can think of with the word bunghole. They have. They have, they it. have yeah, it on a T-shirt. They have it. Yeah. yeah. But also they they vary up the they varied up all the time. You know, so they they're always changing up their beer styles. I'm mm-hmm. always like, I'll I'll go in there. I'll take I'll take two four packs or or two six packs, and it's you know, if someone local released something like I was I was definitely hitting on Notch's full project. I'm always Ooh. hitting on Bentwater. Yep. Check out you know, got to scope we the competition. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But they're always they're always doing something new. So you want to check see what they're kind of getting into, and then uh, they also they're bringing some stuff from Vermont, and uh, some stuff from upstate New York too. Um, a That's lot, cool. a lot of IPAs. I would say obviously yeah. IPA heavy, but mm-hmm. you know they also do a good job of uh, a lot of Belgian ales coming in there. Cool, oh, you know, awesome. which is like great for me because that's what that's what my soiree. So I'm like, all right, yeah. let's uh, let's kind of you know let's kind of see what they got there. So anything Belgian, anything kind of like you know French Belgian, I'm I'm like pretty heavy into, and especially in the summertime. You know, during the winter, I switch back around towards like English, and then uh, those ESBs and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll switch towards those, but uh, definitely like, you know, big time Belgian and, and French beer. Cool. So you're a bunghole guy and not like a Salem Liquors nah. or a Total Wine? Well, I, I live like two seconds from bunghole, so it's okay. literally yeah. I mean, take a stroll. Total Wine's got a selection. They do, yeah. They really do. Yeah. They um, also, Cappies, ever since Total Wine has opened, yep. they step got, their game up. Yeah, they step yeah. their game up hard. Um, they're getting a lot of good stuff all around. Um, a lot of stuff over from Europe actually directly, mm, which is really cool. cool. Um, but anyway, that brings me to my next question. What is your guilty pleasure beer? Mm. Pabst Blue Ribbon when I'm skiing. Hell yeah. PBR. Pabst Blue Hell Ribbon. Yeah. Pabst Blue Ribbon when I'm skiing. We don't get that sure. a lot. Oh, come on. We get no, that no, sometimes. Uh, no. not, some, not a lot. Brain grenades, baby. They're the yeah. best. Those are the. I mean, <laughs> you can't. A backpack full of paps on on the ski slope is like. That, that's, you're the most popular guy on the chairlift. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> cool. It's only a single person lift though. So. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
before we ask Erica's favorite question, Ryan, right. where can we find you guys physically and on the interwebs? Okay, so interwebs is www.eastregimentbeercompany.com. Yeah, your fingers are going to get tired typing that one. Uh, and then 30 Church Street in Salem, Mass. So, you know, right downtown, right across the street from Turner Seafood and near the East Indy Mall. And uh, Right off of Washington. Yeah, we're getting some signage going, so hang in there, folks. But it's a big black awning. we got it lit up at nighttime. That's us. Yeah. Yeah. Social media? Uh, yeah. Uh, we got Instagram. Uh, I can't even tell you the hashtag. Yeah, at EastRegimentBeerCompany.com with all the little lowercase dashes in between each of the words. East Regiment Beer Co. Oh, you guys are East underscore Regiment underscore Beer underscore Co. That's how you're supposed Instagram. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how you're supposed to say yeah. it. We'll I put just, a link in the description <laughs> so people can just click. That sounds yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, Ryan, ask the question. I know you want. So what are you most proud of? And that can be as vague as you want. Does not have to be the like the brewery related anything. I, I would say when it comes to this thing, I would say what I'm most proud of is our our work on the actual brew system, the three barrel. I think that thing is such a... MacGyvered, you know, hunk of metal. I mean, we, we I welded that stove in like 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. the frame. Yeah. Then we brought it up to mass and we painted it. Then we did the gas fitting and then it moved to a different, to, it was in my mom's garage for a while because I was in the military. Then we moved to Josh's garage. We started doing the electrical work on it, putting the heat shields on it. Then we moved it into the brewery and then we moved it out of the brewery because we realized we couldn't store it here any longer but we did the floor. You know, I mean, that Amazing. thing got passed around so much. And then, you know, then we brought it here. Josh did the, the wiring panel on it and, you know, getting the tanks, uh, get, gotten those out of state in New Jersey. I mean, every, this thing was pieced together, every piece we had to price. And for that thing to fully come together, not explode on us, and to work on the first try and give us the, the Bravo Alpha Foxtrot, I mean, that thing, you know, and it's still firing like crazy. It works just fine. It, it's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, you know. That to me is probably our like our little gem. Even that's it's, awesome. It's dirty shit. It looks beat up, but I mean that's there's so, pictures of it in the bathroom, guys. Hey, it's making good. It's making good. <laughs> beer, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a little decorating here. We'll have some more uh, brewery images cool. for sure. But I would Sweet. say that's probably our our gem. Amazing. Yeah. Well, they have new hours, so make sure that you guys, if you head up to Salem, check out East Regiment. The parking's awesome here, so make sure they're on your stop and. Uh, Say hello and let them know that we sent you. But thank you again for like taking some time no, out. Thank you guys for coming on. This is like I know a huge help for us. I know too. that you're used to uh, long days, but nah, this is great. It's <laughs> much much better than doing something shitty like trying to clean a coal room out or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, thank you so much. Yeah, cheers. thanks guys. All right, cheers. All right. Hey guys, if you made it to the end of this episode, I want to give you guys a virtual high five, but I'm going to give Erica a real high five. Woo! What that means is you guys have been entered for our super, super secret sticker giveaway. Stickers. (laughs) They're new. (laughs) If you comment on our next post that you see the word, Ryan is cute. We will send you a sticker. <laughs> and I want to tell you, we have dope-ass new stickers. They're actually really cool. They're awesome. They and are the They coolest. are 100% UV protected, so that means they will go on your car and they can be 
there for years. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna, I'm, dude, I'm putting it on the, uh, the Pelican case, man. It's already there. <laughs> uh, but seriously, we could not do these episodes without listener support. So thank you guys once again for listening to Brew Roots and supporting us every week and sharing it with your friends, loved ones, significant others, and coworkers or whoever you share it with. Because without that, we would just be talking to each other. Yeah. And we're not. We're not. We're, no, we're talking to you. Are you sure? You. We see the numbers, Eric. We, you we know. Do. You watch those numbers. I don't know, man. We also just want to make sure you guys um, give us a comment um, because that really does help us I a review. lot. Yeah. Um, and then also give us a five-star review Yeah. Um, because that's how we find new people and we meet new people um, and really do what we are here to do, which is give you guys the greatest content um, that we are able to do. Yeah. And it's nothing's better than opening our dms and saying like we checked you out on apple podcast and we love the, the yeah. episode that's the most humbling thing that we received so thank Makes you guys so good it does so thank you guys once again for tuning in and next week next week we have an awesome episode for you because we will be reunited we will be talking to our dope friends from castle island and so excited i loved that episode so much and i love their beer Yes. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in um, this week's episode with East Redmond Brewing Company. Make sure you go check them out and let them know that we sent you. But until next week, cheers. Cheers. cheers.